we have not anticipated fans taking the entire can and upending it. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. My plan is to cry a lot and then no, I'm actually going to do well. Who am I kidding? I'm great. Thankfully, the Red Bulls decided to score some points. I personally am not trying to be a homer or anything, but uh, Joe Rallis. Portland shouldn't be on the playoffs this year because they can't get their act together. 11 mils sitting on your bench, just sitting there when you could invest it into any other position. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our breakdown of the round 18 and 19 double match week. This episode is brought to you by Chopika Pika. Uh, no, no. How did that happen? So, go, take, take care of that. Uh, no, actually, this episode is brought to you by the MLS Fantasy Insider. No. <laughs> I got all caught up with that stupid Pikachu thing. Uh, this episode is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the wonderful subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. Wow, that Pokemon Go thing really is super distracting and, and not helpful at all, is it? Uh, I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by our crack team of co-hosts, Simon Thwaites, Jason Viskovich, I can't talk either, Mr. Guy Sanchez unfortunately is sick and could not join us tonight, and we are having a great return of Andrew Crawlard as well. Hey, fellas, what's up? Hey. What's Hello. up? Hello, my job. fellow Pokemon Go-catching friends. I know. I, I felt it's like... your fault. The Sounders were playing Pokemon Go instead of soccer this weekend, but they, uh, whatever. We also like actually tweeted a picture of all the Pokemon that were caught at Rio Tinto this weekend, no and I'm like, really? You care more about Pokemon Go than you do our fantasy team? Dead to me. That's to be fair, I, I also care more about Pokemon Go than anyone's fantasy team, except for my own, but... Bold statement. Bold. Pokemon is life, fam. It is. <laughs> well, guys, let's do a quick review of round 17 before we get into the meat of the show with 18 and 19, since we have both of those rounds this week. So how did your teams do? I felt like mine did okay. I had 67 points. Um, whew, I've been dropping a little bit lately, but I got back up to third from fourth place and kind of tightened the gap between third and first a little bit. So thought that was okay, especially for Captain and Question, who didn't really do all that much. So, pretty happy with it. Yeah, I got uh, 54 points. Uh, when it gets my better advice to everybody and myself, uh, I kept Via and did not bring in Giovinco. Uh, that was a big mistake. So, if you guys brought in Giovinco and Captain him, well done. Fantastic work. Um, but, yeah, I'm slipping a little bit. A couple green arrows, a couple red arrows. Still hovering around 300s. I'm at 319. But uh, yeah, overall, I think this week's going to be better for me because a lot of people are going to be taking negatives, so I should catch some ground this week. I ended up on 63 points for the week. I left the captain's art band on Lee Win, and he gave me a goal, so that was pretty sweet. I've been stuck like five points or so outside of the top 100 for about seven weeks now, which is super frustrating. I, you guys make me feel a little bit better about my score. I had 59 points, which uh, I, even though I feel better, I'm still disappointed in that score. I brought in Geo and made him my captain, and that saved my week. Uh, everybody else except for Question and Win, uh, and I guess and Axel as well, they, they decided just to have meh rounds and just give some kind of bargain basement points. 
So not not much. Mostly red arrows for me, a couple of, of staying the same, and a couple of green arrows in my head-to-head -head leagues, which is always nice to see. But uh, I'm really looking forward to this wild card, is all I can say. And I know that many of you are probably feeling the same way, which is why we will be talking about it in this episode tonight. Guys, did you enjoy this throwback to a regular schedule? Ten games, no buys, no double games. It was cool. Yeah, it, it was a little odd, but at the same time, it was uh, it was uh, it was nice not having to worry about all these double game weeks. I still feel like I was worrying about them though, with the <laughs> big bye week coming up. I'll, both my transfers were just to set up for the upcoming week, and not guys that I probably would have brought in anyways. So that was, mm -hmm. I don't know, frustrating still. What about takeaways, just fantasy-wise? Did this, did this week reveal anything to you? Or, like you said, Andrew, is, is that the big takeaway, is you should have used this week to prep for 18? Yeah, I, I think that you should be prepping for this week. That's, that's, what I, I mean, that's what I'm doing, and that's what I've been trying to do. But if you didn't prep, you're realistically probably going to lose a lot of ground this week just because there's so many buys. Is this a round where with so few teams playing that it's worth taking a negative 12, a negative 16 just to have a full team, or is it better just to take those zeros? I think you take a zero, personally. I think you wait until the lineups are out to see who's actually starting in those first two games worth the lineups, I think, that we get. Mm -hmm. And those are the only hits that I would even consider because there are going to be a lot of guys rested. As we saw last time this happened, where it was a mid-game week and we had a bunch of guys that just didn't play. Yeah, because essentially this is a double game week. It's just split to make sure the season has 34 rounds in it total because a lot of the teams who are playing, well, I guess all the teams who are playing on the, the 13th are also going to be playing again on the 15th. So it depends on how you really want to look at this, either a double match week with rounds 18 and 19 or just a, a little tricky thing that, that Ben Bear did to get around having another double game week. See, I agree with that. I don't think if you I don't think you should have been prepping too hard for this week because yeah, you do want to have prepped to have 11 players. Um obviously, you know, it's just bad planning if you don't have 11 players. Um but at the same time, it's like there's going to be so much variance that prepping too hard for it could kind of bite you, I think. So you might advocate that it's okay to take zeros on this week because you're going to get them in the next round very quickly with, with points. Yeah, and especially with my thing with minus fours is like if you're going to take a minus four, you have to be sure it's going to be made up again pretty easily. Definitely. And in this time, like if you take a minus four, you're saying that you're going to make all of that up. So if it's meaning that you have an extra player playing, um, that's probably pretty good because they'll make up two points of that. But unless the player scores at least four points, you're coming out negative. So, you know, you got to be pretty careful if you're going to take minus fours this week, especially if you don't know if the guys are going to play. Then you're really whew, just risking it. Definitely. Very rough. I'd love to hear anybody who's listening right now to the show. Uh, send us a tweet at any of the guys on the show right now or Guy or Travis who can't be here tonight or just to the at MLSFI Twitter. Let us know, are you planning on taking zeros this round or are you going to go for some negatives? Or did you have perfect planning and are going to fill a full starting 11? So let us know. Send out a tweet. So, guys, let's move on to just some housekeeping before going on. We've mentioned this big bye week. Who's on a bye? If you haven't been looking at your, your schedule yet, it's Colorado. It's D.C., Houston, 
LA, New England, New York City FC, Philadelphia, and San Jose. I feel like on on the surface, you can read that list of teams and think, well, well, that's not bad. I have a lot of players some people like Dallas or or maybe a couple of Chicago guys. But then uh, there's some, there's some good budget teams in there, though. Do you guys agree? Definitely. Though I don't know if I really have a lot of Houston guys on my team right now. Sorry, Travis. Sorry, Travis. But um, there, there's some there's some good options in there that just make it a little bit difficult. But as we said already, Wednesday is round 18. So don't get caught without making your trades, guys. Wednesday, which is the 13th, is round 18. Make sure your trades are ready to go. Wednesday also marks the beginning of the second half of the season when you have your new free anytime wild card. So if you really want to, you could use that for Wednesday. I don't advise it, though. Speaking of the round card, of the, the wild card, round 19 starts on 715. So that Friday, right after it. And that is where we have a set free wild card that everyone's going to have. So once 18 Yay. is over, that's right, collab, finally we can jump dump the trash go on to what's what's actually been working uh but yeah you can dump your team after 18 ends and you'll have a wild card everyone's gonna have it you're gonna have the money that you've made so far to just splurge so have at it but get those teams set before the 15th when everything kicks off so don't miss it guys as you've already guessed and as we mentioned at the top of the show this is a special episode where we're covering questions and some picks for round 18, but they're not that many because there's not many options. And then we're going to go right into a second Q&A session where we're giving you our first drafts of our wildcard teams for, for round 19. Now, I can't stress enough, this is a first draft, everyone. There will be changes as we hear more about injuries and availabilities, and of course, after round 18. So keep checking back for a special second chalkboard graphic that'll pop up later this week to see what the final wildcard teams or i guess final as of you guys telling me you can still make your trades i'm not going to hold you to it but there'll be more updates for the wildcard so just use these as some early planning ideas before we go too much further let's get the injury report from at mls injury news our friend mike that tiger gets this all organized for us can't thank him enough for all this uh first off on everyone's just rant list i think uh, valeri no updates yet uh, he did not make the trip to new york so we don't know if he'll be available yet or not but that's going to screw a lot of people's plans i think josie had an mri last friday so we're guessing that he's a little dicey for wednesday but we'll probably know more about that later drogba is out for wednesday but he did tweet that he will be back on saturday for the new york city game uh, unfortunate for many people. I think Jason is still check, tracking this down a little bit. Plata missed training due to a quote-unquote little hamstring issue, so that makes him questionable for Wednesday, I think, for many of us. Do you agree, Jason? Yes, I uh, I would monitor that closely, but you all know how hamstring injuries are. If, if anyone's got one, it, typically they rest them, especially if they're playing on Wednesday, and then I believe it's Saturday again. Fortunately, there are at least one. There is at least one better option for a budget four that I'm sure we'll touch on a little bit later. Uh, moving on, Olave missed last match with calf tightness, uh, so this likely won't be back until he won't be back until Saturday at the. Beasley is out for two to four weeks for a procedure on his left knee. Brad Evans is likely to return on Wednesday, so some good news for the Sounders. Uh, Kaka is hopeful to play on Wednesday, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Uh, Ramos is out four to six weeks with a hamstring injury. 
Ba is out for four to five months, which is another hit to the, the Red Bulls. Just keep on coming. Um, Quello is finally returning as a sub for uh, Kansas City, so he should be probably getting to the starting position very soon. Diego Rubio left the match with an apparent injury, but it does not look serious. David Villa is one yellow card away from the accumulation suspension, so keep an eye on that. He's probably not going to get the benefit of that good behavior um, reward that uh, it was that uh, I think Stairs had before that that confused a few of us, but he's one away. Zussi missed the match on Saturday with hamstring tightness, and he could not make it through the warm-ups, so there's no timetable yet on him. These hamstring injuries just keep nagging us. Uh, Maddox left the match against Red Bulls due to some some injury problems there. And then I think one of the biggest ones we were talking about before the recording tonight, Redding is out. Uh, he's going to miss probably the next two weeks due to a hamstring strain. You guys have anything else you want to add to that? A good roundup. Oh. It was Mike is very thorough. Uh, be sure to check Mike's Twitter account at MLS injury news. If you are not already. And of course, if you have trouble going back through everything or just want something more concise, Mike always has a little roundup at MLSfantasyboss.com before the game start to give just a recap of the week's entry. And of course, without moving on, I say and of course a lot, don't I? Oh, yeah. It's important. It's it's all important. Uh, but Patreon, uh, as, as we always say, and I hope you're not tired of hearing about it because we're not tired of talking about it and we're definitely not tired of providing this service for you guys. Uh, as our listeners, Patreon is a way that you can give back to our podcast if you are so moved to do that. We use it to get stickers. We use it to get some glasses, some pint glasses that I'm working on getting right now. But most importantly, we use it to keep the show going. Uh, we do have some SoundCloud fees that we have to pay to keep the show up and going. And we're going to be able to use some of the extra money that we have this season thanks to some of the very generous donations that you guys have given us to get some prizes for our fantasy league. So we hope to continue doing that in the future, maybe making them even nicer, but uh, it's, it's all goes back to you. So if you like the show, if you like the personalities, if you like hearing me stumble through players' names from time to time or the rants that guy gives, uh, the stats information that Andrew and Travis provide for us uh, and, and just the never ending charisma of Jason, then consider donating at patreon.com slash MLSFI. But enough of that, enough of the announcements, enough of me droning on. Guys, round 18, we got some questions. Want to hear your picks? At least one player for each position. That, that'd be great. Keepers and defenders, just one question like usual. Um, and here it is. When seems to be the ideal time to use our second half wild card? Uh, in, in other words, should it have any bearing on who we use our free wild card on right now when we're thinking of what to do? So obviously we get a wild card here uh, in game week 19. Um, I don't think that you're really going to need to use your other wild card either until game week 25, 27, or possibly even, I'm sorry, 25, 26, 27, or 28, depending on how your team's doing, how you set yourself up. I would idealistically use it on game week 28 to bring in the double game week players for game week 28 and game week uh, 31. But it really just depends on how you're setting yourself up. But that's what I would do. Yeah, 28 is right. a good round. I, I, I got to say, I, I think that uh, 
26 and 27 and 28, all three of those look like times that could really be rough and, and where a wild card may help out a whole lot. Uh, you get the buys in round 25. You get the buys in round 27. But we've got World Cup qualifiers coming up at 28 and 29. So maybe even waiting until 30 may be a good time to try to take advantage of all those double game weeks there, uh, knowing that you're going to have another one in round 33. But uh, I don't know. I, I think you can get through 18 and 19 with having, without having to worry too much about the upcoming wild card where it needs to really be factored in heavily into your team. I think the only position we really have to pay attention to is keeper, especially for those of us that only roll with just one keeper. Um, yeah. Don't want to pick someone that has a buy in there and end up having to waste a free transfer or use our wild card during that. Did the Chicago Fire, no, no more buys for the rest of the season. Yeah, maybe not. Anyway, guys, who are you picking for your keepers and your defenders for round 18? Um, I guess my keeper pick is Sites from Dallas, and a defender pick is Zimmerman. Um, those two Dallas players are purely based on the fact that at this point, until the Sounders sign a number 10, uh, I would go with maybe defenders of playing against the Sounders. They've really kind of proven that they have a hard time scoring goals. Kind of a fluke that they didn't score last week against the Galaxy, but I think you can count most of the time on the Sounders probably not putting up a ton of goals against your team um, given their current situation. So I think those two are really good picks, and you maybe already own them. Um, and then Campbell and Ramos, both from the Chicago Fire, have a home match against SKC. So I think if you already have Campbell um, and you were thinking, oh, who's another defender I could bring in for like Sterez or something like that, I think Ramos would be a really good pickup. He's done pretty well on bonus points, and home against SKC is is not a matchup that is super bad. It's a pretty good matchup, especially when you can just ditch the guy the next week on your wild card. I like a lot of those picks. Uh, for me, for keeper, I would go with Robles from New York um, and pair him up with one of their other defenders. I'm not sure if Colin is going to be back or not. Um, if he is, I'd pick him. Uh, Campbell is another one that I like a lot, and I think Portland's going to keep a clean sheet this week, so I'm going to go with Ridgewell. Ooh, nice. That's a good pick. Um, for me this week, I really like Robles' as keeper. Um, I also like Zizzo in defense, Campbell, and Parker and Zimmerman. So all pretty much budget options, uh, but like all these other guys said, uh, they have a favorable matchup this week. Very nice. So, guys, moving on to midfielders. Uh, again, another generic question. Everyone wants to have some advice on players that they should target uh, if their main focus is head-to-head -head rather than the classic league. So uh, consistency is more of their, their value at this point. Any suggestions? Yeah, so I'm going to also add on that a lot of these are good draft picks as well, um, where consistency is also super important. Um, so my main advice for this is just follow the bonus points. Uh, so guys that really get a boost in value that we aren't necessarily picking all the time would be guys like Alonzo, Bradley, and Sarvas, um, Nagby, Gashi even as a forward. Um, but if, if you're looking for consistency, you got to look to the defensive midfielders, a lot of those guys that I just listed. Yeah, I like Andrew's advice. Um, I wish that I had more to add, but... I really don't in terms of that. 
It's a pretty good answer. Look at the D-mids if you really want consistency. Stevie Gerrard, Alonzo, Dax, Laba, boom. Boom. <laughs> That's right. Consistency tends to be king in some of those things. Uh, but, guys, who are you picking for your forwards or your midfielders? So my midfield picks this week are um, Pedro Morales, The Stash, Akam, and Diaz. I am going to go with Bolaños and Question, Akam, and Mike Grella. Uh, my picks are Pedro Morales, Sasha Question, and Ethan Finley. Finlay, that's not a name we hear very often. I know. I think he'll be on my team. So look at look at Simon throwing in the differential. Um, you know, here can I? Can I I'll explain that pick. So, uh, do. I think that with Finley, like he's been mediocre this year compared to last year. But if you still look at his point output, is not actually terrible, especially over the last like whatever. He's got sixty nine points. <laughs> um. <laughs> but over his last his last weeks, he's got a two last week, which kind of sucked, but he got subbed off early, so I think that he's pretty likely to play this week. That's also part of why he's a pick. Um, and then he's had assists his last matches before that, two assists before that, so he's not quite getting all, the, all of the points that that guy Ola Kamara is getting, but he's, he's contributing to the assists, and so to me, assists are usually a little bit more stable of a of a metric i'm not super convinced by ola kamara yet um i'm sure at some point i'll just look like a total moron maybe i already do but i thought finley was consistent last year um he's still got a pretty high ceiling even though it hasn't really been that way this year yeah that's that's kind of my reasoning behind that i think finley's a good pickup especially for a week because he's likely to play and a lot of the other midfielders that i really like i feel really uncertain that they're actually going to play so um, I think Finley might be a good one-off option. Our podcast tends to be very hard on guys named Kamara, I feel. It's just you, guy, you. Not my maybe fault. It's, it's just that whole West Coast thing. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Fun question from Mike that Tiger, just to have things wrap up kind of on a light note. Who are your favorite soccer announcers? Dunny, hands down. I hate Twelman. Uh, Alexi Lawless is kind of a polarizing person, so I, I can appreciate that. Um, but for MLS, Dunny, and, and that's definitely a homer pick. Um, who's the guy over the, that uh, – oh, crap. He, he does the uh, Premier League games and the La Liga games. Um, he's from England, and he's just really obnoxious. Ian Dark? Well, I like that guy. I think I, no, no, no. I, I like him too, but he's just like over the top on everything. I, I oh, forget his name. Uh, that's probably not him then. No, I can hear his voice, but I don't know his name. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's English, but he's just got a, like he's just really obnoxious, and I really appreciate him. And I have to give a, a shout out to whoever the Icelandic announcer was that was screaming at yeah. the top of his lungs. <laughs> that guy was amazing. And any Mexico announcer that screams goal for seven minutes, you got my vote. Yeah, I like um, the guys from Salt Lake are really good. And 
I don't really like most of the other announcers. I feel bad. I'm a little bit overcritical because I work in radio, but I think there's a lot of guys who do a really good job, but most of them have gotten snapped up nationally. Like John Strong was is just amazing. I love John Strong. I think he's one of the greatest announcers out there. I actually really like Twelman. Um, I like pretty much all of the national announcers. Arlo White, of course, doesn't do MLS anymore, but is just a god among men. Let's be real here. Um, and then for announcers, I do not like San Jose's announcing team. Whatever. I don't like the Earthquakes anyway. Their announcing team does them no favors. The Portland Timbers team. Oh, that, what a step down from John Strong to the guys that they have now. And yeah, I guess I don't like a lot of the West Coast teams either because I really don't like... LA's announcers either, but maybe it's because I don't like those teams. Now I'm starting to realize. Could maybe be. the announcers are fine, and I just hate the teams. <laughs> maybe it's the other way around. Maybe you just hate the announcers so much <laughs> that by because of that you end up hating the teams. Maybe. Um, but for me, my favorite will forever and always be Arlo White. He was amazing. Um, and I've seen a couple times in the last couple of weeks, Steve Zakawani has been doing some announcing for the Sounders games. And really? I'm really enjoying it. He's he good, He flows man. really well, and he's super knowledgeable in what he's talking about. He's been great. He's really good. That's <laughs> a good pick. Some, hit, some, some hip-hop or what? Um, I think just kind of the natural meter of the way he speaks is a little bit hip-hop. I mean, well, he does have his grime background, so... That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, that probably does play into it. Uh, Ray Hudson was the guy I was thinking of. That's, <laughs> okay. that's him. Whatever you know. <laughs> awesome. It's fantastic. Love him. Uh, for me, uh, well, I guess one thing I want to say first is I think we all should agree that, that Landon Donovan is doing much better than he used to be when he does make some some announcing uh, appearances I mean, ever since not that hard. Wells Fargo commercial, <laughs> not hard, but since his <laughs> Wells Fargo commercial, I think, I think he's been doing a little bit better oh, man. with actually speaking uh, on camera, but my favorite hands down is Alexi Lawless. Um, I, I, just, I, I appreciate his commentary. I appreciate his just candor and I appreciate that he just likes to stir things up sometimes and that gets people talking. And I like that. And I, I, Never tire of watching Alexi Lawless. Fair enough. He is enough. interesting. And I'm pretty I'll, sure I'll Mike give him that. Discord, I could say that and have people rant at me, but I do. I do <laughs> like, like Alexi Lawless. But enough about that. Who are you guys picking for your forwards? Giovinco, number one. I think Adi is a good pick this week. And some West Coast love to a Kamara. Ola Kamara. You've betrayed me. Um, <laughs> I'm picking Giovinco. That's it. I don't think any of the other guys are, are worthy of a pick. Although, pick between, if you want some more that I do not want on my picks chalkboard, but guys that I would consider would be Ola Kamara, even though you shouldn't because I think it's unsustainable, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but also Bradley Wright Phillips and Lucas Milano. Yep, Gio, who has to be in your lineup uh Bradley Wright Phillips and Ola Kamara Mr. OK himself and finally guys who are you thinking is 
do we have any must-haves this round, actually, or is it just going to be captain picks? Giovinco is the only must-have and should be your captain. Done and done. Put it to bed. I think Pedro Morales is also a must-have, but I'll go Gio and Pedro Morales. Gross. I don't think anyone is a must-have this week, uh, but my captain's going to be probably Sasha Kleshton. Um, I will captain Pedro Morales. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that. I think I think Pedro Morales is super important to have in any especially, game, especially them not having a striker. I think he's gonna be playing a lot more attacking now. In games where he has played 90 minutes this season. Pedro Morales' lowest score is a four-point four point game. In games where he hasn't... He got a red card once, and he's come <laughs> off injured twice. But otherwise, his scores have all been incredible. He's so yeah, consistent, he's, he's, except he's when he doesn't play. He's starting the season out strong as well. And I will also add that Real Salt Lake... I believe, and I don't know if you know this stat off the top of your head, Jason, but I think they're averaging giving up more than two goals per game when they're on the road? Yes, yeah, they were they were scoring like 3.2 goals per game home and away. Uh, home, they were giving up like 1.7 goals. And then on the road, I think they were giving up around 2.4, 2.5 goals per game. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it used to be a sure bet that you wouldn't score on RSL, maybe one. Uh, but, you know, I think it's a safe bet to say that RSL does not have the fortified defense it used to. And then as far as Vancouver goes, they're not quite a two-goal-per-game team at home, but but they're they're going up the charts for sure. They're, they're kind of in the middle as far as it goes with team scoring at home, but almost everybody scores more than one goal per game at home except the Sounders. We don't even – do we score a goal per game at home? I'm not sure. <laughs> no. No, you no, don't. No, we don't. <laughs> So kind of rough, kind of rough. All right, well, good. So good picks for looking at round 18. Uh, you, you almost can't really go wrong, I feel, when you're making some picks. As long as you can field 11 guys, I think that's what's going to be really important about this round. But the more interesting topic I want to bring up, and I know a lot of people are probably listening for this, and I'm really eager to hear what you guys say, the first draft of your wildcard teams. And again, everyone listening, just the first draft – this is probably not what these guys are going to end up with, but they're the players they're looking at right now uh, to help you get an idea of what they're thinking. There's some questions that each guy is going to either answer directly or just work into their answer as they give you their lineup. So, Jason, kick us off. All right. So my strategy um, for formatting my wild card is really looking I, – I tend to look ahead about five to six weeks, but in this case – we we get our wild card in game week 19, but I'm actually looking to game week 31. Now, the reason for that is there's game week 22 that has two buys and then two double game weeks. Game week 25 that has probably more than half of the teams on a buy. Game week 27 that has more than half or about half the teams on a buy. Double game week 28 and double game week 31. So my premise to the wild card is going to be looking at teams that don't have buys at all. So you're looking at Chicago, D.C., L.A., New England, and Philadelphia. So I'm going to try to snag at least one player from those so I can kind of a set and forget. Then you got teams that have the double game week, which are RSL and Toronto. So I'll probably, you know, get a couple of those guys. Um, so that's kind of my 
strategy for the wild card. My bench depth, I'm really just going to get five defenders, the cheapest ones, which I'll uh, let you know who those are here in a little bit. Um, the only scheduling oddity that's going to impact my decision for setting up the wild card is really going to be um, the bye weeks and then the World Cup qualifiers. But the, the people that I'm going to have for World Cup qualifiers are – I don't even know if they're going to get called up. Um, and then <clears throat> the players that I also believe are going to be second-half stars that have been slow starters this season, I haven't really looked into that much. Um, I just think that you – you know, you get who's in form and get who's hot. Obviously, the people that are on the dream team are going to continue to be on the dream team. You may have the guys that are right outside or right on the bubble that will creep in there. Uh, and then who looks like to be a possible flame out? I would really go on um, fantasyviz.com and look who's in form. Uh, you know, I know Andrew talks a lot about uh, projected stats, uh, who's, you know, outperforming uh, their mean, but – uh, my wild card team picks. So I'm going to go, as of right now, I'm going with Roe and Blake. So two keepers at $5 million that don't have a buy. Pretty decent schedules. I'm going to go with Axel Hoberg, Zimmerman, Steris, Campbell, and Glad as my defenders. My midfielders are going to be St- uh, Stasha Kleschen, Diaz, Piatti, I'm on the fence of either getting Gerard or Kaká. I'll probably go with Gerard for the time being until Kaká gets settled in with Acosta as my 4.0 scrub. Then my forwards are going to be Bradley Wright Phillips, Giovinco, Ola Kamara, and then Hollinger from uh, New England Revolution. And that still leaves me with $7 million in the bank. I'm sorry, $0.7 million in the bank. I was going to say, wow, that's a waste. What's yeah. that team value total? Um, I would have to look it up. Um, let's see here. So I have – that's adding 0.7. My team value right now is 124.4. So so 123 point something. I'm sorry, my team value is – okay, so that team value is 124.1. Great. Simon? So, okay, here's how I'm thinking of the wild card. Um, For me, this is a chance to really make some free transfers on things that I wouldn't otherwise. I probably will not be dramatically altering a lot of of my team. Um, But, like, this is a really good chance to make some free transfers on cheap defenders, I feel like, and your goalkeepers. so with that in mind, I'm trying to think. I think Jason already said a lot of the other stuff that I was going to say. I'm not really planning as far ahead as he is. Um, to me, it seems like a little bit you're, – you're probably just going to get screwed by injuries at some point is basically the way I think of it, which might be sort of a cop-out in terms of trying to think of, okay, well, you know, I shouldn't think this far ahead. But I also really just generally don't – think that planning super far ahead works because you do get screwed by injuries and coaches drop players. So with that in mind, here is my team. We're going to start at goalkeeper and I like row as my goalkeeper, um, as my main one. And then I haven't decided on the second one yet. I'd really like it 
to be Raimondo so that I could have a double game week keeper because I don't really understand what the keeper situation at Toronto is right now in terms of it's Bono playing, but I don't know how long Irwin is out. And so if I had a better idea six of that, weeks. I'd six weeks. Sorry. Which puts him. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Weeks, so that's, that's like questionable territory for that double game week. Why not get both? Um, Irwin and Bono and then always start Irwin. So you would either always get Bono in if he doesn't, of course, assuming he plays because Irwin comes back. You have him. I like Roe a lot. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking Ramondo to take advantage of that double game week, but that's also a lot of money. So I'm not sure. Uh, that's why this is the draft wildcard team. And then for defenders, Steras, Schoberg, Zimmerman, Campbell, and more. Um, other guys that I'd like to get in there include Glad for the double game week and Opara from SKC. Um, and then at midfield, right now, the guys that I'm looking at are a scrub, some 4.0 scrub that will never play that you can use for a switcheroo. Uh, Diaz. Valeri, if he is better from his injury, Failhaber, and the fifth one, I'm just, I'm so torn right now. I don't really know who, who I want, but I'm leaning towards Piotti uh, because I like his schedule for the first couple of weeks. And then at forward, uh, Giovinco, Keen, Brett from Portland because he's a great one for a switcheroo, and Hollinger Jansen from New England. And I don't know how much money that is or if I can afford it, but I probably can because my team is worth hella money. <laughs> Why don't you add that up while we talk to Andrew? Gotcha. Um, so for me, I was really looking at the compact schedules right off the bat and came to the conclusion that I'm going to roll with two legitimate subs off of my bench. Um, so I'm not going to use a scrub midfielder, unlike these other two guys. Um, and basically I, I was looking at the first couple weeks up until that first double game week. And I didn't look any further than that, except for at the keeper position. Um, so starting with keeper, I'm going to go with Roe and that's it. I'm going to go with probably Miller from Seattle, I think is the cheapest one at 3.9, uh, save some money there. Um, at defense, I'm going with Axel and Moore and Zimmerman. And I think I've come to the conclusion that Yarrow is the way to go for Philly defenders. Um, he's he's cheap, just like a couple other guys that they've got across their back line. But he's producing at a slightly better clip than they are. Um, midfielders, I'm going with Diaz, Piotti, and Valeri, uh, three guys that are just going nuts this season. Um, I'm probably going to go with Marco Papa out of Colorado. Uh, in terms of the value that he's returning for us, in terms of points divided by dollars, he's insane. He's he's way, way, way up the charts in terms of that. So I'm going to bring him in. And uh, somebody that's sneaking under the radar and quietly – producing just week after week some good solid scores is Jimmy Madronda out of SKC. He's super cheap. He's like six point something and he's just been rock solid. He's been getting like six, 
seven, eight points just consistently. Um, so he's definitely somebody that is going way under the radar that I think a lot of people should look into, especially if you're wanting a cheaper fifth midfielder. Um, at forward, I'm going with Giovinco and probably Ola Kamara. Um, I like Columbus's schedule to start out after this free wild card. And then I'm probably going to end up going with Gashi out of Colorado again. Um, he's somebody that is, in, in terms of forwards anyways, he's producing a lot of bonus points pretty consistently. Uh, so that's something that I think for his price is going to be worthwhile to have. Um, and Colorado, again, has a pretty good schedule to start out. Um, and then my last forward is just going to be a scrub. And then just to clarify, you're looking at a scrub defender as your – Yeah. As your, uh, okay. And how much is your team worth? It is worth 122.4, and I will have two-ish left in the bank, depending on what happens this week. And what about you, Simon? Um, I'm still doing the math because, as I constantly tell my kids, I'm not a math teacher. Uh, <laughs> it is 124.4, and I don't know how much money I have, but it's more than that. That's fine. 124.4. Okay. Some pretty, I, I find those pretty reasonable, especially your team, Andrew, if people are looking for, for ideas for, for starting right there. I want to do a follow-up question about defenders for you guys. Just answer if you feel like it. Um, I hope you do. We've been talking about budget defenders all season, but at this time of the year with people have made some more money, I mean, people like Zimmerman are getting that 6.5, 6.6 range now. Is it worth to splurge with at least one guy or, or two? I mean, Moore's not super cheap either. I heard some of you guys mention him. Sure. I mean, you kind of know what you're getting, though, with those guys. And the productivity... Let me just pull up the numbers again. Um, is pretty good, really, for them. It's it's not great. I think. Do you have the points per dollar thing, Andrew? But you're I looking do, at the and top it will be defenders. In my article coming up this week. Oh, sick! So you got to read Andrew's article for that. But on some of those guys, it's good. On more, I don't think it's as great. Just looking at it, but. He's got that double game week and four straight home games, so you can kind of maybe expect that to be a little bit above average, in my opinion. Um, so that's, I think, the justification for more, at least in my book. He's super solid, and I don't know. Has he scored any goals this year? Because he's usually good for a couple of goals a season. And um, he scored, yeah, okay, he's scored two. He scored so that's, two, yeah. that's a bringing up his that's average a little done. bit more than, than it should. But you could probably expect him to score one more goal this season. So, I don't know. That's my thought process there. Okay, guys, final two questions before we go on to some of our community time. One, of course, are there must-haves and captains that you're already identifying for this wildcard round? And two, is there anybody that's been doing well in this first half of the season that you think is just going to fizzle out and just worth avoiding for the rest of the year? Sure. So, for my must-haves and captain, um, I think Giovinco is a must-have just in terms of, you know, he's consistently been pretty excellent, although a little bit worse as of late. I still think he's a must-have with the amount of home games that Toronto has. Um, otherwise, I'm not sure how many must-haves 
There really are, although I guess I'd say Keen is a must-have because of his production while he's been with L.A. has been just incredible, and I don't know how you pass that up. Um, and then, like, defender-wise, like, Schoberg or whatever his name is, I still can't Axel. pronounce it. Uh, Axel, after all of this time, like, you have to have him. Colorado is such a good defensive team. If you don't have a defender from Colorado, you're just missing out on points. So I think some of the must-haves are not, like, guys where you're, like, every week – this guy is going to be a superstar, but like, or, or like have a super high ceiling, but you're like, okay, well, this is a guy that like, you better have him because the alternatives are not very good or he's the best option. Uh, but my captain, I think will be Giovinco probably. Um, because, oh wait, they don't have a home game that first week. They have four home wait, games San after Jose. that. They have, in that case, I'll, I'll say like Diaz is probably going to be my captain or maybe even Piotti. Um, God, I just have a hard time have a hard time thinking that far ahead with Captain. Okay, no, you can put it down on the chalkboard as Piotti because they're playing home to New York. I kind of like that. Yeah, got Um, guys. It'll fizzle. Ola Kamara, his production is unsustainable. (laughs) I like he might be perfectly good, even if he's really good. His fantasy production is unsustainable. At its DC's levels. been one of the better teams on the road at keeping balls out of the net. So I just, yeah, I have a really hard time seeing his fantasy production being what it is for the rest of the season. It's been this has been like a historically good tear. Well, we all thought of we thought the same thing about Benny and Finlay last year, and they kept it up pretty much all year last year. So this could be you know that those one or two off players that consistently keep it up. Good point. But because MLS, we don't know. Uh, for me, now we're talking about game week 19. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, so I'm going to say I think that um, any must-have player is going to be, uh, you know, obviously your Valeri if he's healthy. Um, I think that if you look ahead to the next game week 19 and game week 20, you really want to get players that have uh, – back-to-back home games, so anyone from Colorado, uh, Columbus. I I think Ola Kamara is a must-have, at least for game week 18, 19, and 20 with the back-to-back-to-back home games. Um, I also really like, uh, you know, I I think Adi is also a good shout because it's, you know, game week 18, 19, and 20, or Valeri if he is healthy, Um, and Giovinco as well, I think, is a must-have, just because it's Giovinco. And your captain? Uh, For game week 19, uh, it's a little far ahead, but I I do like like Simon's Simon's Piotti pick, or even possibly rolling the dice uh, with Ola Kamara, depending on how he does at home against Toronto. If he scores again against Toronto, I think the form continues at home against D.C., even with Bill Hamid being absolutely stellar and lights out. Now, I, I will just just add, guys, that as far as New York City goes on the road, they're one of the better teams at, at defending on the road. But for Toronto, or not, for Montreal at home, they're, they're scoring two goals per game currently right there. But um, New York City's not, not shabby. Does that change your mind, Cindy? No? No. Yes? Okay. That's on the St. Ola Not really. possibly. I mean, like, New York City's been fine on the road recently, and they've 
been fine on the road compared to at home a lot of the time, but like I still don't trust a team with Frank Lampard and Pirlo in defense. They're just there. There's a lot of liability in space to be exploited. So. It's, it's still okay. more than one goal per game, but yeah. I want to jump in here since you just mentioned Lampard. Um, He's a good fantasy option. One of these questions though, yeah. was about uh, what guys are going to be better in the second half that we weren't necessarily using all that much in the first yeah. half of the season. Yeah. And Lampard is number one on my list. I've, I've already him, but I think Lampard is a classic case of a lot of people hate on him uh, for things other than his soccer playing ability, and it's clouding our fantasy judgment. Um, but other guys that I think are going to break out in the second half um, or continue to be good and have gone under the fantasy ownership radar, um, Ola Kamara, Steven Gerrard, Lampard, Marco Papa, Gashi, uh, Molino, and I think Kai Kamara is going to actually become relevant again. He's, he's starting to pick up where he left off from last season, and it's about time. Um, guys that I think are going to flame out that were good in the first half of the season that I think are going to regress a little bit for the second half of the season. Uh, Sapong, Barnetta, Plata, Burrito, Giovanni Dos Santos, and Piatti. His expected goals compared to the actual goals that he scored is like the worst comparison in the entire league, I think. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Piotti doesn't tear it up as, as much as he was in the first half of the season. Thank Does you. For... I mean, he is not going to be your captain. He is not going to be my captain. He's going to be in my team probably, but not my captain. Okay. So um, I'm most likely going to roll Diaz as my captain for week 19. And I think the only must own guys are Giovinco, Diaz and Valeri. Oh, see, I'm going to thank Andrew for bringing that up about Piotti because I feel like I've strayed into the territory of being like, yeah, Piotti's good. I want to stress, I don't think Piotti is essential. I think you should listen to Andrew because I feel like I've been saying that too for the entire season. I just like his matchups for the first three weeks. So, And that's fair. That's fair. There we go. Thank you, Andrew. Listen to that man. He's very smart. He's bringing perspective to our fantasy choices. I like your Gerard um, doing better too. He's so, he's got such a consistent floor, uh, and he's got the potential, you know, to to still get five six points a game and then jump up to eleven to fifteen points. I like that. I don't know about Lampard. That's still I still think it's too small of a sample size. Oh, all last season when he was playing, he was good too. He was way up there in points per ninety as well. I like Lampard, but like. I mean, I like him from a fantasy perspective. I don't think he's a good DP for NYCFC to have. At the same time, like his bonus points haven't been great this year so far, and I don't really see his goal scoring keeping up. So I might wait a so, little bit so on that. Then why do you like him as far as fantasy goes? Then well, because he's not going to score a lot of goals. Uh, his points, his bonus points, kind of crappy. But I like him. Like. Yeah, no, no, no. So that's Take a that's a relevant so question. Continue to be third. It's it's similar. Like, I think that he gets himself into good positions. I just think yeah. that where he's been the last five weeks is unsustainable. I think that he'd still be a solid option even if he wasn't doing quite as well as he has been. If that kind of so, makes any sense. 
So for players that have played at least 400 minutes, in terms of points per 90, Frank Lampard is number one. But he's number one in points per 90, partially. He gets subbed off so early. Like, this is one of my issues with him, is he gets subbed off so early. Like, last week he played, what, 60 minutes? Like, you're not even getting the full opportunity. But he's still scoring. I mean, that's what we were saying things about, like, Chris Pontius is doing some of that recently, and Ola Kamara is doing some of that recently, where they're coming out and they're scoring goals. Do you need to play a full 90 if you're getting it done? And should that deter you from being a fantasy option? Oh, nobody's talked about Darlington Nagby being back either at 9.3. I think he's a fantastic value, especially if and when Valeri comes back. And we all hope it's not if. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, because it said contusion, and that's like, okay, you have a bruise. Like, how bad is this bruise if you couldn't travel? It's, uh, I think when they say contusion, they mean hamstring. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's how that how it rolls. They're just trying out new words and see how how it works. Oh well, I think those are great picks, guys. I hope you guys who are listening and gals think that this is a good foundation for your wildcard teams. Remember to come back to the fantasy Twitter with MLS Fantasy Insider. We will be having a special. I guess it's not special. We're having one per round still, but we're going to have two chalkboards this week. Going to have the wildcard specific one to help you guys narrow down what you want to do. And of course, these guys are welcome to make any changes that they want to in that meantime. So the picks that you see in the wildcard may be slightly different than what you've heard tonight on the show. But I really appreciate you guys getting that worked up for us tonight. No problem, man. Of course. Yep. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Uh, get on up. It's community time. So here we have the R slash fantasy MLS top scorer for this past round. Drew Nicholas, and Drew is the manager of That's It. That's his team name. Very clever. I enjoyed that. Uh, Drew got 90 points, uh, which was just eight, I believe, off of the high score for that round. So well played. Well played indeed. And I'm, I'm really excited for the MLS Fantasy Insider host head-to-head league update this round because the first thing that I just can't, can't contain, the mighty have fallen. My, how the mighty have fallen. Yes, that's right. Fantasy football 24-7 was defeated by our champion, our editor, our friend, Ben Bear. Yay, Ben. Suck it, England. Uh, okay, you're, you're so getting some sort of picture tweeted at you for that. Probably. Yes, definitely. But yes, uh, Ben did win. I'm happy to say that I came out over older goaler. This round, uh, 59 to 43, so he had a poorer round than I did. But he does have some great updates for how his Fantasy Kids League is going, and uh, we hope to bring those to you in the next couple of shows. That's been a fun little thing. So if you guys have kids, uh, consider getting them into Fantasy. Older goalers had a great time, and and they've really been having a lot of fun. Uh, Andrew, how did you do against Guy? Uh, By virtue of captaining Giovinco, basically, which is fine. It happens. We had another big head-to-head matchup between Jason and Simon. Simon, how did that go? Get wrecked, fam. Well, good, good job, Simon. High yeah. five, man. High five. Good game. Daps all around. It's lit. Uh, unfortunately, someone who is not feeling good after this round is our friend Mike Dat Tiger. He lost to the Taco one of one of the rare times when my buddy Steve came in. He only beat him by two points as well, so that has to be even even more depressing. Uh, and then finally. 
Uh, I don't know how this gets worked out as far as the scores go. I, I don't think we've had a draw so far this year, but Travis did have a draw at 63 points each against Ivan the Terrible from Fantasy Football First. So uh, well played to both of you. Whatever. Poorly but... played to both of you. <laughs> well played and poorly played at the same time. Play better. Do better. Uh, next round should be exciting. We have Simon versus Travis. We have Andrew versus Mike Dat Tiger. Then we have Older Goaler versus Fantasy Football 24-7. Can they make their comeback and get that win streak going again? Uh, Guy uh, Sanchez is taking on Jay. A lot of fun. I anticipate some trash talk there. Uh, I am taking on my buddy Steve, our taco. So with hope, I will do better than Mike Dat Tiger. And then Ben is taking on Ivan from Fantasy Football first. Let's see if he can put two notches for victories against the Europeans in his belt for this year. That's all that we have for the show today. Guys, do you have any announcements? Nope. 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 Well, I think we already got the little plug for Andrew. Check out his article this week at MLS Fantasy Boss. Jason, are we going to see you come back with your punt soon? You know, I'm kind of sad uh, about this. So I haven't done it in a couple weeks, obviously, for uh, um, paternity reasons. But, um, you know, I, I'm actually – I may have to retire from this punt thing because nobody seems to appreciate it. All I get is crap for it. So if you guys want me to continue doing it, please let me know because I'm not getting any love from it. All I get is hate mail, threats. Um, you know, so let me know if you guys want me to continue. If not, I'll try to work on something else for you. I want to do whatever I can to help you guys out, um, you know, in the fantasy world. So let me know what you guys are looking for that we're not doing or something that you're seeing another website do that I can do better. Uh, <laughs> let me know. Yeah, send us out. If you if there's a topic that you want Jason to write about, then send it to us either at MLS Fantasy Boss or at MLS Fantasy Insider or MLSFI. For short and for the actual Twitter name, let us know. Uh, we, we miss his voice, and I know you all do as well with his fun interactions. So just, just can't be limited to once a week. Exactly. Uh, and a couple other little plugs that I will give. Uh, of course, uh, keep following Simon and tweeting at Simon periodically. He will give away soccer tickets, and uh, you, you want to be able to, to respond to that as soon as possible. He made an offer this week, and I think it surprised people when he actually followed through with it. So... Uh, I wasn't surprised, and you shouldn't be either. So follow Simon. He gives away free things yeah. sometimes Somebody got, talks about radio. Somebody got my, like, super excellent Sounders tickets this week. So I exactly. hope whoever really our listener was enjoyed that. Sometimes. So... Uh, also, Travis and I are doing double duty this round, this week, for the MLS Fantasy Experts. We are both writing picks articles. He is going to be featured for round 18, and I'm going to be writing some wildcard information and picks for round 19. So check both of us out this round if you want some more advice beyond what you're getting from the show already. And, of course, be sure to check out all of the articles that come across at MLSFantasyBoss.com and all of the chat that goes on over at r slash fantasy MLS, the Reddit community. Lots of good things going on there. Captain's polls, rant discussions, just to vent your your frustrations from each round. It's a great community, and if you're not already a part of it, please be part of it, then get somebody else to join. It's a lot of fun. And as that's said, two times for this week, good luck, good luck. <laughs>